Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Monday night, the Tiger Cast is back live at our normal 8.30 time slots. It's um, good to be home back in Melbourne, sort of. I mean, the Gold Coast was, well, it was a nice holiday, a lot more sunny than it is here, CB. But uh, here we are. We're back again after a win, which is a nice change for once. How are you, mate? Good, mate. I'm just texting our mystery guest to say we're live when he drops in. So um, just giving you a courtesy. We, we wouldn't give that courtesy to uh, Tiggs or Carl, but we'll do it to this fella. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I left you in charge of organising the guest tonight because I've been flat out. So this is all on you, my friend, all on you. It is. Um, g'day, Zero. G'day, Azza. Boys, um, I'll tell you what's funny is if our viewers out there ever want to know how cutthroat Michaels is, all Tiggs did, right, <laughs> I promise you, he said, I've got a $9,000 computer that I'm trying to run. I just need a few extra dollars just to, you know, pay for the internet and everything that this thing uh, draws in. Michael said, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. I'll take that under advisement this week. He's off the show. So um, he, he had the, full support the, board, as they would say, the full support of the board. Uh, slime, Nick, Darren, Dean. Welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Much appreciated. Uh, now, CB, like I said, you, you did set up the special guest for tonight because I've been flat stick with 690 emails. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll, I'll add him to the stream. He, he is live from a, uh, a motel, maybe near Roxburgh Park. We're not too sure. But um, <laughs> I'll get my guests from motel rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's got disaster written all over it. Uh, no, Tiggs hasn't got the XK. No, it's, uh, CB was just joking. Tiggs is actually sick tonight, so his wife tested positive, and he's uh, he's lost his voice. The poor bloke. So he's he's out of the out of action. And Carl is working at Three AW tonight, so he's producing a show. So he's uh, he's there. Uh, Richmond Brotherhood, Ralph, as a Lee, uh, all very good. Just do the maths, guys. So I've had COVID. I've been in ISO all week. I'm out tomorrow. Um. So I've had COVID. Tig's wife's got COVID. Just putting it out there, folks. Just for internet <laughs> scandal. Just putting it out there. Jeez, you've gone full Tiggs. Chris Rock there and Will Smith. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had COVID too, by the way. Hello from Thailand, Hugh. Welcome. Hello, from well, Thailand. Very good. But um, no, Tig's will be back Thailand. next week, so he'll be he'll be all right. He's just lost his voice. But uh, we'll introduce our mystery guest that CB has organised. Hopefully, his internet dongle is working. Elton John's go. wig from the Big Footy Board. Welcome, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Is it clear now? That is much better than uh, the, the motel Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, the hat, mate. Just to be glary. Just to be glary, mate. I don't have a hat, unfortunately. I I suffer from the same male pattern baldness that you do, CB, but I choose That's not to cover it up because I'm, I'm brave. He's proud. He's proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you've been, you know, been going well? Well, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's good to be here after a win. You've come picked the right amazing, time to jump on amazing. board. I picked a great time. The right, before that you... is, is upsetting me is that in in the um on Twitter this afternoon, uh CB has basically called me Jake Arts. Um, I don't know if I can overcome this, and I, don't, and, I don't, and I don't know if I can complete my obligations. I'm just saying, mate, pure and simple. We had a couple of injuries. You got the sub vest on. You're in, Jakey. You're in. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was, it's a pretty harsh comparison, if, if we're being honest. But look, to be fair, CB gave Artsy a vote last week, so it could be a good sign for you. Uh, no, I didn't and pay for him to lose his voice. <laughs> and I'm better looking than Tiggs anyway, so, you know, wins all round. Can you vote for Richmond? It's always a bonus vote. <laughs> Magpie 71. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, now. Before we get stuck into it, obviously the hottest topic around Richmond besides the game is Dustin Martin. Now, we do like our listeners to bring questions to the table, but I don't think any of us are in a position to answer questions on speculation about his future, his whereabouts, whatever it might be. So all I want to say about Dusty is we wish him all the best and he can take as much time as he needs to do whatever he has to do at this point in time in his life. Um, and just as a bit of a show of support for him, it would be great, everyone, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, YouTube, whatever it is, just drop a number four in the chat. Let's flood the chat full of number four. Show your support and love for Dusty because he's a Tiger great. Um, and we just want to make sure that he knows he's loved by us no matter no matter what. So take all the time you need, the great man, and we will see you back whenever we see you back. So I just want to see. Daphne. I like that's a great call, Con. Yes. <laughs> Billy Hunter, that is a very good call. That's a very good call. Uh, Good to see all the fours in the chat. Lots of all the support in the world for our great man, Dusty. So he'll he'll be back. He'll be all right. Um, Yeah, on to the – before we get to the game, whatever platform you're on, please do give the the, uh, live stream a like and a reshare and a retweet, whatever you've got to do just to get us out there, help out with the algorithms. It's always much appreciated. Uh, but the Tigers, CB, had, had a very good game on the weekend, which I'm happy to be proven wrong on occasions like this. I, I did tip the Giants last week. Um, on paper, it looked disastrous, and I don't think I'm alone in, in thinking that. But Richmond, 16-13-109, defeated GWS 10-13-73 by 36 points. We had Bolton with four goals, Lynch with three, Bolton and Soldo with two. Baker, Castagna, Edwards, Nankeldo, as uh, you should now be known by, and Ralph Smith with one each. Um, oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what else you can really say about the CB. That was just, it was one of those backs to the walls types games, similar to the Port Adelaide game. You've got half a side out. Not many teams could pull off a win like that. I know it was here, um, but you still got to, you know, you look at the GWS engine room, and our boys did a stand up job. Three words youth, pace, enthusiasm. And um, we were hoping that the kids who come into the void would show something. We argued the case of why Ralph Smith should be never dropped out of this team and why Dow should be uh, – De- um, well, Dow and Ross should be played on the ball in their natural positions, square pegs for square holes, and look at the results. Look at the results you can achieve when you're not trying to reinvent the wheel and you put blokes where they're meant to play. And um, it was, yeah, agree. The, the general consensus is – the best win since the Port game a couple of years ago. Agree 100%. It was just a wonderful, wonderful win for the club and a great result for the reserves too to beat a very strong Southport team. So very good day for the club. Yeah, they smashed him out. What did you make of the game? Uh, I've got a question there. Uh, CB, what Don't do you mean by... Uh, Jesus you Christ. You put oh, we... <laughs> He's just cutting out. What do you mean? Out, mate. You put players where you're meant to play. You're just cutting out, mate. Have another go. What do you mean by you put players where they're meant to play? Simple, mate. 
why do you why do you try and make natural on ball as wingers? Why do you try and create forwards into backmen, etc.? That's all I'm saying. Fair enough, fair. I, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> Oh, we've talked about. We're just losing you, brother. Oh no! No, the audio's playing up there. The dongle's falling through. This is dongle. Nine grand dongle all over again. This is what happens when you pick up Jake Arts in a motel room, folks. I might remove him for the time being. We'll see if we can get him back once I can see him moving around in the uh, off-screen bit. We'll see how we go. But um, no, a very good point you made there, CB, about plays in the right spot. It's, you know, Jackie Ross has had his critics out there, but he and Dow played the inside role exactly how they should play it. And I thought they played it pretty well. They didn't have to get 25, 30 disposals each. They uh, just helped extract the ball and get to the blokes who could use it. Well, have a look at their numbers. Uh, so Thompson Dow, 14 disposals, five clearances, 17 pressure acts. What more are you going to ask for a kid who's 19 or 20 years of age playing his, what, fourth, fifth game of football against a Rolls-Royce midfield? And then when you look at Jack Ross, 12 disposals, one clearance, 18 pressure acts. And I think if you look at the overall pressure acts of the team, Jack Ross was, uh, I think he was top five in overall pressure acts for our team. So... Those two young men battled and played admirably and did the job. Yeah, they did. And I am being honest, Julian, about Ross. I thought he played a game where you didn't think, shit, what's he done? Like he just did his role, played within his limitations and played the spot he was meant to play in. Um, Before we drop Elton back in, if does anyone out there know what the injury to Dow was? I haven't been able to find it anywhere. No idea. It was his knee. Was it from that knock we spoke about today? Yeah, and our boy... Our boy, uh, Bojangle, 17 on um, Big Footy was saying today, it was precautionary. So hopefully, hopefully he retains his spot and um, can play again. He, he mans up and plays next week as well, which would be wonderful. Okay, that's good because uh, I was really liking what Dow brought to the game, Elton, as we welcome you back. What did you make of young Thomas Dow? The better Dow of the family, it must be said. Um, hopefully that is it. Hopefully uh, turning off the other Wi-Fi will make it work. Uh, Dow was fantastic. Um, he looks a natural. He moves well. He didn't panic with disposal. Everything I liked about it, uh, I'd be disappointed if he was out long term. Yeah, he, he was lighting it up up, up until then. Um, he, he did. He didn't look out of place. And like we sort of said last week, it's a pretty star-studded GWS lineup in the midfield, and he more than held his own despite maybe having a slightly lighter frame than others. Um, I, I thought he was thought he was great. He was number five for pressure acts too, by the way. There you go. And he missed a, a quarter and a half essentially. Correct. So yeah. it speaks volumes about his game, and he's obviously had his sort of pre-season troubles with was it glandular fever he had last year or the year before he missed. <laughs> Quite a big chunk. CB Flick. Stop encouraging your people to CB to Flick. But yeah, hopefully the, the, the news is good for Dow and he can, he can uh, get back in sooner rather than later. What about your man CB, Nathan Broad? Oh, I felt he was almost oh. the hero uh, of the back line. And b- before you go into I think the back line in, in its entirety needs a massive pat on the back because Gibkiss, Tarrant, Miller, 
haven't really played much with Richmond, let alone together. And to, to hold down the fort like they did was nothing short of um, sensational. Can, now, before I answer this, there'll be EJW will seriously launch to the computer if I do not say that Nathan Broad is our boy. Me and EJ, okay. we speak about Broadie every week and he is a lock in our 22. We have some serious man love for Nathan Broad. Again, second highest possession getter, 22 disposals, five tackles. Mate, he's an unheralded gun of that back line. Unheralded. He, uh, he's, he stood I up really well. Jay I just thought yeah. Jake asked, did he get the fine? For trespassing <laughs> on the MCG yesterday. <laughs> did you like Brody's game, EJ? I loved it. Um I found it very hard not to get into his votes, uh, into the votes. But uh, I reckon he looks about two or three kilos lighter this year too. He's moving really well. And I said that to CB earlier today. Um, and I think there's an extra level of uh, confidence where maybe a year or two with without the instruction of Grimes or whatever, he maybe wasn't always naturally just snapping. But he's making the decision... And he is going to the contest before he even thinks now. So leaving his man and hitting the contest and saving another player is making a massive difference. Yep. And a lot of people in here, it's good to see a lot of recognition in the chat for Brody as well. It was, it was his direction, his intercepting. Um, and I suppose, not the question mark, but he's always had like a Vlosten Asprey rant to kind of blend in with Vlosten. So he hasn't had to play that that main man, I know Terrence bigger body, but you would say that Broad probably really took control of that back line and, and got it functioning, and um, he, he was unbelievable. What about the shorter counterpart in the back line, Jaden Short, CB? 33 disposals, two tackles. I feel like it was one of his better games for us, and I think a lot of people, when I asked on Twitter for a 3-2-1, had him as their best. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, again, short, I didn't check out Shorty's meters gained um, for this one. Uh, AJ, would you like to elaborate? You take the Jaden Short question, please. I, I, I actually have an amazing stat about our boys this week. So Jaden Short had 798 metres gained at 87.9% disposal efficiency. There you go. Right. Now, if we look at our top... If we look at our top seven of the metres gain brigade this week... Only one of them went at below 80%. Okay. Right? So 879 87.9, 81, 86.4, 86.4, 89.5, and Bolton at 64. Six out of our top seven metres gain brigade went at over 80% disposal efficiency. That says a lot as to how it doesn't matter about disposals with Richmond. It's about how we use Territory. our disposals. It's, it's a good point yeah. you make because I was actually surprised when I was looking at the disposal stats. The numbers really read no different to the game against Carlton. Like a lot in the 20s, we had one over 30, and just the outcome and the efficiency in which the ball was used was the, the huge deciding factor. Yeah, but one one word, mate, against Carlton versus GWS, the, the difference was intent. Oh, our yeah, intent that's was just so different. And it helps if you're not giving away 10, 50-metre penalties. That's always a, a nice little buffer to have up your sleeve. 
Oh, yeah. So top, who were top, who were the other players for that metres gained? EJ. So you had Shorty at number one. So Short at seven ninety eight. Bolton had five hundred and thirty seven at sixty four percent. Obviously, his shots for goal and things like that have put it down. Uh, okay. Parker was huge, four hundred and eighty two at eighty seven point five percent. Rioli in one of his great games off the half back, four hundred and seventy seven metres at eighty one. Jack Graham, who I spoke to CB about today, 441 metres at 86%. Broad, 377 metres at 86%. And Ralph Smith, 345 metres at 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those names don't surprise me. Um, how, speaking of Rioli and Ralph Smith, how exciting was it to see their dash and run through the half back line? I mean, you get that quick little turnover at the top of the 50. And they're just taking off with that receiving handball and burning straight through the middle. It, oh, it was a great sight to see, CV. It um, and it, it, it's, we're going to have a painful question once we finish this game, this game analysis. Youth first, what we've got to come back in. Like I just do not see how Smith, Ralph Smith can be out of this team. Um, Rioli, when he gets his wheel spinning, you can't knock him out. Like that. That youth and pace that those guys bought, they were just cutting lines. And um, Hugo in particular, his run and dash in that first half, they had no answer for him. They literally had no answer for him. And um, best game he's played by a mile. I I had just flashbacks of Stewie Maxfield. It was wonderful. Yeah, buffer. He needs to have a 27 on his back, seriously. He, yeah, oh, I was the same. I couldn't believe he wasn't in the round one team, um, but was really pumped for him that he was in the the starting lineup for this week. And, you know, he made a couple of skill errors when he was on those long dashing runs, but that composure will come with time. That's fine. I don't mind him making those mistakes because, like you sort of said earlier, CB, the intent was there to take the game on, and I think Dimmer would love that um, and, and everything else will fall into place a little bit later. Now, Elton, a lot of people in the chat talking about... Um, Talking about Parker, uh, I was a huge rap for Matt Parker's game. I know he the jury's kind of out on him. A lot of people were a bit critical when he was named, saying he doesn't fit into the best 22. Uh, maybe that is maybe accurate, the best 22 when everyone's fit and available. Um, but his game on the weekend was exceptional, I thought. He, he ran his ass off all day for the team. He harassed, he chased. He's a good height. He's a good point of difference, similar to Kemden McIntosh in that sense. He's a hard matchup. And I thought he added quite a bit to our lineup, EJ. Yeah, he, as I said, he was fantastic. He's number three for metres gain. He was also equal first for contested possessions. One yeah. thing you cannot question about Parker is his intent. Um, sorry for having my head down. I was actually trying to find the stat. Oh, um, that's okay. He's not the cleanest player. I admit that. Much in the vein of, say, Shane Tuck back in the day. He's not the cleanest player, but you can't have 22 surgeons in your side. You've got to have people that are going to hunt and they're going to kill and they'll put their body on the line for everything. And you cannot question the intent of Parker. He's he's absolute 100%. He knows this is his second chance and he is making a, every, every step a winner, whatever. My, I'm mixing my metaphors. He's taking every chance he can with his second chance. Keep in mind, too, when people were sort of bagging him out last year, skills no good, he was coming off a waffle, couple of waffle pre-seasons and all of a sudden he's thrust into AFL football again. 
now he's at the benefit of a pre-season, AFL preseason again. You can't tell me that's not going to benefit his gameplay. So um, I think, and I'm, I'm hoping he just builds uh, builds from what he showed on um, uh, Sunday because he was fantastic. I like him. He, he's locked himself in for another couple of weeks in my books. So um, Trent Cotron, the former skipper, I think it would be fair to say that there was some glimpses <laughs> of the, the Cotter of old. He did a nice little blind turn. It was very reminiscent of a, a final against Geelong not that long ago. Um, it felt like his hunger was back. The appetite for the contest was back. Uh, I know CB had a bit to say last week about his sort of lateral movement, chasing players. A couple slipped past him, but that's just an age thing. You can kind of wear that, but his hunting for the ball and his ball-winning ability was back to an, a level where we needed to be, I think. Okay. Was that a result, though, of surrounding him with a Bolton, Graham, Quicker, Dow, Ross, a different midfield shake-up? was Cochin able to play more of his natural game again? Yeah, possibly. Maybe he didn't feel like he had to... Maybe he was given, like, relinquished some of the, the grunt work. Maybe he was told, let these boys do bulk of the grunt work and, and you just kind of do your thing. And I don't know. It, whatever, whatever was said to him and whatever he changed, EJ, he was a totally different player from last week that people had written off for the rest of the year. Yep, he was. Um, again, I'm a nerd. I don't go by disposals, by the way. For me, disposals are the most useless stat the game has. But if we look at Koch, he was number one, equal number one for contested possessions. He was number one for tackles. He was second, equal second for score involvements. He was second for pressure acts. And he was second for defensive half pressure acts. Yep. His hunt was 100%. He, he not only hunt for the ball, he was also very good at hunting for the man. We all know he uses his body as a as a ram. Um, he was back to what we know and what we love. Yeah, I loved what I saw. And if he can bring that each week or even if he has to rest every couple of weeks to bring that for two or three week blocks in a row, do whatever's got to be done. Now, this next player we didn't actually have on the list, CB, but I'm actually disappointed in the Tiger faithful that we haven't been tagged in a gif yet of Nankervis's goal from that ruck contest. How has no one tagged us in something like that on Twitter yet? Someone please get that made. That was nothing short of exceptional. <coughs> so, tap it twice, keep eyes on the ball and volley it through. It was just ridiculous. But he looked like a big ruckman on a mission as a co-captain while well, he was flying solo, I guess. But... Um, between he and Soldo, I felt really bad for that GWS Ruckman. They worked him over big time. How good was when he smashed the Ruckman? That was even better. When he cleaned up their Ruckman in the second quarter, like, he hurt him. It was fantastic. He, he was, was hurting um, everyone. The amount of messages I was getting from random people saying, shit, Nank's going to get suspended in a second. He is just taking, like, every tackle he made, he made sure he took him to the ground and landed on him. It was unbelievable. But, but both Ruckman, you talk about Nankervis, really it was Nankervis and Soldo as a combination. Um, we won the we won the hitouts um, thirty two to nineteen. Now that now GWS did make a mistake there by only playing one ruckman. That's on them, but our ruckman did the job, and the fact that they could push forward and we got three goals out of our ruckman as well was um, was an added bonus. But I mean the work the work we did out of the middle as a result at ground level with Soldo and Nank like Nank laid a couple of big heavy tackles as well, like and even Soldo. It was I'm looking at the two wonderful game from both ruckmen. What would you think of their game, EJ? Yeah, again, um, 
I'll probably it'll probably rear its ugly head later on. But uh, Nank in particular was huge. He was equal first in contested possessions and equal first in tackles. He was third in pressure acts. A ruckman was third in pressure acts, uh, and he was equal first in pressure acts in the defensive half. How many times did he drop back in the hole, clean it up for us? Um, I certainly think that uh, he's vindicating the idea of him being a skipper of our club. Yes. And, yes. and Jack, for your comment earlier, it is a fair point that GWS only had the one Ruckman, but like CB, so that's on them. Their midfield, I would say, on paper, was still far better than ours in terms of the, the bigger bodies, the quality of their players. Um, and and I, I, you would have to say that they got a solid kick up the arse after the Carlton game. And, and had to rectify it, and um, yeah, I thought Nank and Soldo uh, were exceptional. It was it was something that we we need to see more of. Um, Soldo looks a lot more confident on his on his knee, kicked two goals. I mean, you can't ask for much more of a return. Great. Looking at the forwards, we'll go with Tom Lynch first. Eleven disposals, three marks, three goals. Probably should have had a couple more for being fair, CB. But he's moving freer. Uh, He's making a difference for us, which, you know, Robbo decided to question that last week. But anyway, we move on. But uh, what do you make of big Tommy Lynch's game? Mate, I look at it as in, um, I'm not looking at it as in Lynch's game. I'm looking at Lynch and Bolter as a dynamic. And combined, again, seven goals between them was a fantastic return for two key forwards. So Lynch had 11 disposals, three marks, three goals. Bolter's had 10 disposals, six marks, four goals. And the energy, like the hit-up energy of Bolter hitting up the ground, like he's dangerous anywhere from 60 forward. Um, Bolter can nearly kick it. Like it was just a different energy, a lot quicker. And um, I think both of them worked absolutely wonderful in tandem together. I think that's a very fair summation. And uh, people sort of saying that he gets like this one from league, still got double teamed and held and blocked. There was one... I think it was on the three-quarter time siren that was just mind-blowing that he, he didn't get it free. It doesn't matter. I mean, he didn't complain about it and he still got the job done, I think, early on in the next quarter. But uh, I'll throw this one to you, EJ, with Bolter. What a game he had. Ten disposals, six marks, four goals. I know, I know on the big footy board in the Bolter thread in pre-season, there was a lot of back and forth about if he's a forward, if he's a defender. A lot of people staunchly saying he can't play forward. Um, but I, I think... I know it's a small sample size, but I think he's proving his worth as a as a key forward. Yeah, and I might have to eat my own words here. I didn't think he could do it. I actually said uh, during the game yesterday to my father-in-law, and I think it was, you know, 10 minutes into the third quarter or whatever, this is one of the best six-possession games I've ever seen. And he's ended up with 10 possessions, and one of my notes is it's one of the best 10-possession games I've ever seen. Um, we all saw what happened with Davis and I hope he gets well soon. But that is the show of he is that athletic that he's as tall as the key defenders. They can't go with him. He's a better kick than them. He's got great hands. Um, So he is naturally going to, over the next couple of weeks, also pull more attention towards him, which is actually going to free up Lynch. Yeah. You know, we're probably at a stage where Lynch has been copping the attention. Mm. Things go as they are, it's going to go the other way. Yeah. So, no, it, 
as I wrote, it's simple in my notes, one of the best 10 possession games I've ever seen. Because yeah, if he wasn't getting a possession, he was creating a possession for the small forwards by bringing it down and doing all the Richmond things that we ask. Yeah. I agree. And there was a time, I don't know if it was in the third or fourth quarter, but, you know, on one minute he's tackling a bloke over the boundary line on the wing, and then the next minute he's deep inside our Ford 50, leading, taking a mark, kicking a goal. Um, his goal kicking as well, CB, like, it was pretty pretty dead eye, and he's jumping at packs. I don't know. It's uh, I'll it's put exciting. out a bit of a controversial question shortly after this, but um, liking what I'm seeing from him. The, and the, the last two players we'll touch on quickly is Bolton and Pickett. Uh, kind of hard to split them for... I think Pickett probably shades him for BOG, in my opinion. But uh, we'll go Bolton first, CB. 17 disposals, 6 marks, 2 goals, 12 pressure acts, 4 centre clearances, and about 100 shimmies and shakes that got through the GWS players. He was just unbelievable. He was shaking and baking, as Dwayne I would say. Um, no, look, I mean... The only downside of Bolton's game is, mate, what's it going to cost to keep him in about two years' time? Because <laughs> uh, he's a freak, absolute freak, and he's an igniter. I just wish that opening that opening centre bounce. I just wish he had a slotted it because that just would have brought the that would have brought the house down. But yeah, hey, it was. Uh, I was I was out of the chair. Don't worry, I was riding the pony. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, no, great game, great game. Uh, he's excited. Jeez, he's excited. He's an excitement machine. Love him. He's taken it to a whole new level, EJ. He has. He has. And um, I think, as uh, CB said, the major concern is uh, can we afford to keep him? Um, I don't think I've seen anyone in the centre that elusive for a long time. How, how, how often does he move, like, literally three different directions and have players around him not actually move, but they don't get to touch him? Or if you're Lockie Whitfield, you run away from him and let him just waltz inside oh, 50. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and just point. Yeah. Someone else's job. He went for Brendan Goddard. Better guard this grass. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was unbelievable. But um, uh, what about Marlon Pickett, fellas? I, I thought this is the second week in a row he's turned in a, an exceptional performance. And I think it's fair to say... He's probably been a bit of a whipping boy of sorts over the last couple of years. Um, his desperation to intercept Mark or to spoil on the last line of defence in late in the game, and the game was pretty much sewn up, let's be honest, but he, he was sensational, CB. Oh, just one of his best games. The, the highlight for me was not a possession. It was when he actually smashed Himmelberg in the goal square. That was like, with all the violence we'd already had on display through Nankervis, Lynch and those guys... I tell you what, when Lynch just when Pickett just come from nowhere, it was like Jaws. He come from nowhere and he just nailed him. It was so good, so good. Um, yeah, I like as you know from last year's shows. I'm a fan of Pickett. Um, as someone has commented, he's benefiting now two years in an AFL system. Um, we're really starting to see what this guy can do, and he's a bit of a Benjamin Button too. I think he's got a bit of durability about him, so he's playing fantastic. It's just his aggression, EJ, like not only at the ball, but the man with the ball. I mean, I know he's maybe stepped over the line a couple of times in years gone by, but if he can channel that aggression, you know, the right way, he's a genuine weapon. And you've got, some, you've got him doing it, you've got Bolt who can do it, you've got Nank who can do it. All of a sudden, things become a bit scary. Uh, Lee Middleton has just written it right down there. Um, Karen Aldridge, there are, many, there are not many players in today's game that can 
actually scare the opposition. And I have, I honestly believe that some of the opposition can hear footsteps when he comes because he, like Nank, he actually hurts people. Yeah. Makes he likes it. He, he does. He, yeah, he is just a weapon. Um, and hopefully he keeps it going. All right, we'll do we'll do the three two ones quickly, and let me get my bit of paper open. Now I'm not going to do mine this week because I want to keep it at four because I do have Carl and Tiggs because I wasn't sure what was happening, guest wise tonight. So we're going to go with CB, EJ, and then I'll, I'll read out Carl's and Tiggs quickly. So Carl went three for Jaden Short, two for Pickett, one for Bolter. Tiggs went three for Bolter, two for Pickett, one for Lynch. So. Before I throw over to you guys, make sure listeners throw in your three, two, one votes in the chat. I want to see what all of you guys think as well. CB, who are your votes for? Right. Three votes I'm giving to Jack Graham. 22 disposals, two tackles, 25 pressure acts. A really good return to form. He was our number one pressure act specialist, and he led the way in the midfield. So three to, to Graham. I've given two to Bolter because he was our most effective key forward. I'm giving one to Marlon Pickett. And seriously, apologies to Brewer, George Bolton, and about five or six other blokes. So, Graham, Bolter, Pickett. Very good. No, it's yeah, pretty hard to fit three in, to be honest. But, uh, EJ, who have you gone for? Yeah, yeah, my list was about 10. Um, I've, yeah. gone three, I've gone three to Chimp, uh, Koch. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, number one for pressure acts, number one for tackles, second for score involvement, second for sketch, pressure acts, and second for pressure acts in the defensive half. So he's done it at both ends of the field. For me, that's huge. Number two votes to Nank. Again, equal first contested possessions and tackles, and equal first for pressure acts in the defensive half as a Ruckman. They often get overlooked. I think he deserves the votes. And number one, as CB said, for all the reasons he said, uh, is Jack Graham. Unheralded game. Uh, when you then dive into the stats, it was an enormous, quiet game. Have you got how many kilometres he covered? Because I think he was number one kilometres no, on the ground as well. Because he, he ran his ass off on top of that. He worked bloody hard. Ah, very good. Thank you for your votes, lads. Um, yeah, I, if I was counting my votes, I would have gone Pickett, Bolter, Broad. Um, but I, I, I don't think you could argue sort of too much against each other with those votes. Like it was a very, very team orientated effort. I think it's fair to say. It killed me not to put Broad in. Yeah, it really did. Actually, Troy, that's a fair shout out there. We have missed, we have missed Tarrant. CB and I, I'm not sure if you've got the same love there, EJ, but CB and I have got a lot of love for Robbie Tarrant uh, because He's not getting a lot of the credit he deserves. The Iron Fists, I won't... Well, you can go with the joke you said today, CB, if you want to, but... Um, I can tell you, no one fists like Tarrant. He's the best at fisting in our club. He fists everything. It actually goes back to something you said earlier, uh, Michaels, but I didn't want to interrupt at the time. When you actually mentioned Tarrant, Miller and Gibkiss together, clearly number one on the field for one percenters this weekend was Tarrant. All right, he was five one percent as ahead of our next, which was number two Miller and number three Gibkiss. No, Tarrant is much like Asprey. He's doing the unfashionable things that don't get the credit they deserve, and he's doing them well. He's doing them flawlessly. They're not going to get the credit, but without 
that we don't function. He's a stopper, as you said to me today, CB. He is just not letting his direct opponent make the most of opportunities, which is uh, all we can ask for. He's old-fashioned. He's not flash and bang. He just will kill you and he'll kill the ball with his fisting. With <laughs> his fisting. Uh, just to this one, Dow did cop an injury, which we mentioned earlier. Thank you, Devin, for clarifying. It sounds like it was a precautionary sub, so hopefully he's right to go, hopefully this week, but um, I've got no doubt he'll be back in the near future. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Miller also had a, a good game as well. Now, the question I want to pose, and I, I know this is going to be controversial, and I'm not shooting Bambi. I want to put that straight out there, even yes, though you are. Chris you are. Was doing so. But do we look better? This is a yes-no for the listeners out there as well. Do we look better with two key forwards and two rucks versus three key forwards and two rucks? So the three key forwards being Bolter, Lynch, and Rewalt, and obviously Nank and Soldo, versus uh, Bolter and uh, Lynch obviously played. But how much more mobile did we look with just the two forwards and two Ruckman? I'm not sure if it's a personnel thing. I'm not sure if it's just a structure thing. But you've got Jack Rewalt waiting in the wings. What role does he have when he comes back in? Because it almost seems like it slows the forward line down because we actually finally got some tackles inside 50 against the Giants, which we only had one of last week against Carlton. It's, uh, I'm not saying to get rid of Jack Rewalt. I'm just saying we have to think very carefully how we structure up going into games because we look dangerous with two and two. But this, to clarify, this is a yes or no question? Uh, yeah, if you've got other points to add, go for it as well. No, no, but no, I can add afterwards, but you said this is a yes or yeah. no question. Are we better with two and two? Yes. And what would you add afterwards? No. I love. I, I. I don't know if I've loved. I don't know. My first jumper was a number eight. Was Michael Roach, disco, right? Yep. I love full forwards. I. I love Jack. I don't know if I've loved another player apart from Dusty as much as him for whatever. The bloke's a genius, and he's the smartest player on our list by panels. The only positive that I can come up with him on the ground now is the fact that he is clever, and on the ground he can coach and organise. If that can be overruled by uh, factors in the coaching box, as Goff Whitlam said, it's time. And I felt like I just shot Bambi. Yeah, you, you took more of a shot than I did, CB. <laughs> but but I, I get one hundred percent what you what you're saying, Michaels. I get it one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a tough like it's a tough call. Like, and I yeah. I, I, I th- you think that it's a no brainer that he comes back in, CB. But then the question's like, who for? We've just beaten GWS by thirty six points in a pretty comprehensive performance. We've looked slick and sharp. How does it I, work? I think two two and two works better personally. To the way we move the ball and our manic pressure, I think two and two is more in our DNA than three and two. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, so, to see so, what what's your, so what's your two and two, CB? Oh, you rat bastard. You set me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, <clears throat> I'll make no secret of it. I, 
I thought maybe Jack. Well, it was hard because Jack Jack was third in the Coleman last year, but he's also thirty two. I think. It's, look, it's a good one to have. I mean, end of the day, they're going to go with the three. We know that they'll back the players in, but long. I mean, next year we'll be looking at Bolter and Lynch without a doubt. It feels like, for all intents and purposes, the Bolter is the the next solution post Jack Root whenever he retires. So. Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma. It's a good one to have. And Jack Nance, I do take your point that they did lose, obviously, Phil Davis during the game, but we still looked a lot sharper than we have uh, when playing the three big guys. So small sample size, but I think it's just interesting food for thought to see how it unfolds. All right, CB, you can hit us off with the Saints review. Radio. Um, So the the minnows we're playing the minnows in the bunning shed on um sunday that we don't like traveling to apparently so bunning shed uh, <laughs> so now look um looking at some key numbers last uh for the St. Kilda, and let's say i watched the St. Kilda Freo game and i felt like pulling my eyeballs out about halfway through the third it was pretty hard going um but it appears their their main weapon overall statistically was jack Steele, who came in with 23 disposals 13 tackles and two inside 50s. So as an individual game lane, 13 tackles, that's huge for an on-baller. Um, so whether that suggests he's being used in a stopping role, um, he was, to me, their main on-baller. Um, EJ, I'll let you talk about Jack Higgins, mate. Have a look at his numbers there and tell me what you think. Um, oh, mate, Haley's comment probably came last week. Uh, yes. Um, I don't wish ill on many that leave Tigerland. I hope that Brando kills it. I hope that Chol kills it. <coughs> you know, I was wrapped for Conker to get his time at Frio, whatever. But Higo, for me, uh, I hope. We absolutely murder the bloke. I actually think he's going to feel the pressure of this weekend big time. He knows what's got- coming. He knows we're coming for him. He knows what's coming. Um, he knows that he ain't going to get a free O to play against this week. Well, he his numbers, so he had 16 disposals, five marks, four goals, four tackles. Yep. So he pulled his one good game out a month, one week before we played, which was fantastic. Comment. <laughs> and um, Michaels? What do you think about um, Jack Jack Sinclair? Twenty five disposals, six tackles, five inside fifties. They're good numbers, aren't they? I, I I didn't catch any of the Sinclair game to be honest, but um, six tackles and five inside fifties. They're obviously playing a lot of the ball through him, um, and it's playing as a halfback. It's you got to make sure that we pay respect, um, and I think. Castagna could be someone who could not we don't take, we, we always flat out know that but if Castagna's going to do anything we need him to curve the influence of uh, a Sinclair, Webster um, Hunter if he plays off halfback people who can deliver the ball inside 50 cleanly, like what we have Hugo and Rioli doing we can't afford that to be happening against the slicings through the middle so yeah, it was a pretty all, it looks like a pretty well-rounded game by Sinclair but I think we've got the smarts of our smaller forwards to be able to just keep a close eye on him and make sure he doesn't get off the leash. Yeah. And um, EJ, I'll give you one, Brad Hill. So Brad Hill, 30 disposals, one tackle, one clearance. 
Thoughts yeah, on him, he mate? Pretty, he pretty much got his own way, didn't he? It was a good game. It was a really good game. Um, I think the big uh, thing in our favour when it comes to Brad Hill, he probably has the pace to burn both of our wingmen. But I think when KMAC came back last week, we saw a return to the structure. Um, KMAC holds his width really well and protects on the open side really well. So you've got Hill on one wing and uh, Wanganin Malira on the other versus KMAC and Pickett. I think uh, physically we can actually maybe worry them quite a bit. So if we can close down that Hill space, I think we can limit a lot of what he does bring. Because if we do allow him space, he will hurt us. Because on the break, he is very clean. Yeah, I've got a knock on his two-way running. Good point here as yeah. well by Julian. K-Mac has owned Bradley Hill the last few times. Yeah, because, yeah because because like I said, because Brad Hill doesn't work both ways. He's a downhill skier. When when their tails are up, he's up. And when Looks the young gets tough, he, yeah. um, he does go missing. Yeah. If, 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 if they get a run on, he's got the pace to torch either of our wings. But if it's an even game, I'd back us to keep him in check. Yeah, totally agree. He, he, won't, he won't break the game. No, he'll just add cream to the top if they've already broken it. I think yeah. this kind of challenge is one that K-Mac would relish as well. I think he takes a lot of pride in his wing spot. It's kind of a a role that maybe doesn't get a lot of plaudits with what he does. But like you said about the width, that's a huge factor in our game style and being able to stop switches and things like that. Um, and I think he'll he'll take on Bradley Hill and I think he'll do a, a wonderful job. What about Jack Steele, CB? He's probably the heartbeat of the, of the Saints over the last Steele. few years. Uh, Max King? Max King, yeah. There was, there was... Four goals, big unit. There was the game right there. Um, they had no answer for Max King. He played a very, very good key forward game um, on the weekend. 11 disposals, six marks, four goals. And he and the grabs he took, they were big grabs. He takes so them at the highest point. Was that? He takes them at the highest point. He's a good leaper. <laughs> oh, he's hitting packs. They were pack grabs like he um, He looked bloody dangerous, actually. He looked really, really good. He looked good in a red, uh, yellow and black jumper, actually. But um, the reality is he's coming up against the Fisting King. And he won't get the same latitude to jump at the ball like he did against Fremantle because the Fremantle defensively, they were pretty shizer, if I'm honest. So um be interesting to hear against more of a close-checking, old-school, old bigger-bodied defender. And I think as well, a lot of it comes down to the pressure your midfield applies as well to, to not give him easy access into the forward 50. So if our mids can do the right thing defensively, Tarrant should have a much better time at, shutting down King and I'm assuming that Grimes is going to be back as well to, to play his part on doing that too and Broad as well will obviously chip in and cut across packs and do what he's got to do yeah so I guess head to head so yeah the numbers are a bit skewed because we've only got a two week sample and we were dog shit on the first game let's be serious yep. so um, if you look for example the numbers we averaged 35 tackles against the Saints 55 for the first two rounds. Inside 50s is very close, 46 to 48 the Saints way. Contested possessions, 143 to 123 St Kilda's way. Uncontested, uh, 226, 195 St Kilda's way. Clearances, 26 to 36 St Kilda's way. But if you look at how we played, obviously, 
that number's a bit skewed. Um, stoppage clearances was 13 to 25 Saints way. Rebound 50s, 47 to 35 our way. One percenters, 50 to 43 our way. Disposals per goal, 24 to Richmond, 36 to St Kilda. Turnovers, 73 uh, Saints, 63 Richmond. And tackles inside 50, this is the one misnomer, uh, 12 to the Saints, 2.5 to Richmond. But if you look at the last game, that's um, <laughs> be a little bit different again. So there's some numbers to digest or rip apart, however you want. Yeah, the, the tackles inside 50 is alarming. But um, look, I think we're starting to, to, if we can bridge that gap with the clearances, that's going to play a huge part. And someone put before that Paddy Ryder might be back in. So if we've got a, a genuine 2v2 ruck competition, that's going to make things really interesting because Paddy Ryder, being a good, experienced ruckman, um, is a much better prospect for you know an opposition team compared to a ruckman going one out. So... That'll be interesting to see how that one goes. But the tackle count, someone in the chat alluded to earlier, is probably a part of our game that we could improve on. But then Lee raises a point, EJ, that is there is it less tackles because we're playing a grid defence or do you still think there's room to improve in that tackle area? Oh, I think there's room to improve. And, but I think, as CV said, it's probably skewed because our first week we were pretty poor. Um, I don't think we had a lot of tackles on the weekend either, though going off memory without opening up the phone. Um, I think we were beaten again in the tackle count. Um, I don't know as much about the grid defence, I'll be honest. I think we always set up in a grid defence, but in previous years we've tackled at a greater level. What I did see on the weekend that came back was our hunt. I thought after the first 15 minutes where I thought, oh, GWS are going pretty well, I thought our hunt and our pressure acts was outstanding. Sometimes you don't need to tackle. Sometimes you just need them to think that you're going to tackle them. And I think that aspect on the weekend was enough. If we tackle them, great. But as long as we're there. I think a player that's good at that for is Baker. He applies a lot of perceived pressure. He closes out really quickly. doesn't necessarily get the stat for it but he's forcing kicks to go where they're not meant to go if you're the uh, opposition kicking it. And it's a pretty underrated well thing to have absolutely yeah. job done. Well, it's referred pressure. That's what you're talking yeah. about, It's referred yeah. pressure. All right, CB, ins and outs before we get to matchups. What are we looking like? I am a simple man, and I only see, <laughs> I only see one change in my crystal ball that I'm shining. Uh, for me, unfortunately, Miller makes way for Grimes, um, and that's about it. I think uh, – I just want to preface this. If Jack Rewalt is not 100% ready to go, do not play him. If Dion Prestia is not 100% ready to go, do not play him. I know Dimmer spoke about those two in particular in his uh, presser. I would rather Dion Prestia come back slowly and play a couple of quarters in the resis and start building up his strength in the muscles – so he's ready to go when we finally put him back in our um, in our uh, best 22. And <clears throat> if Jack Rewalt needs more time to fix the frigging finger, given it was just what we did on the weekend, take the time. There's no need to rush him back in. So it allows us – it gives us ability to work on game plans and flexibility in case Lynch goes down or something. You know what I mean? So there's aspects to him taking his time coming back. So for me, out Miller, in Grimes, job done. <clears throat> 
I'm with you. We used to play it safe, didn't we? We would never rush back players if they were, you know, a little bit underdone. I reckon, I know players are probably never going to be at 100%, um, but I reckon we need to be making sure they're at least 90% good to go to, before we start throwing them back in. Don't put them back in because of their name and their past. Have a look at how it's coming, how it's going currently and stick with what's working. So, uh, EJ, I'll go check to you for your changes. Who do you think is coming in and out? Yeah, Grimes Miller. It's pretty simple for me. Um, and Miller's not done anything wrong, has he? I mean, let's be honest. He, he played a good game. It's just that Grimes is an intercept beast and you, you kind of can't not have him in, can you? Um, Miller, apart from one contest where I thought he got outbodied a bit easily, apart from that, I thought he was really solid. Uh, I, I agree with the Grimes for Miller, and I wouldn't be against someone like a Mansell taking art spot as the emergency, but I know that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, Rioli, I'm, with you. I'm with you there. <laughs> Rioli had a, a good dip as well in the VFL. Collier Dawkins, see if, if Dow's out, I'd like to see Collier Dawkins step up and, and play that role. I, I'll preface this too. The, the question was raised earlier by our audience about Jake Arts and the sub. Who would, if Arts wasn't the sub, who would it be? I think Parker is the ideal sub. So, because he can play forward or back, he's that sort of rangy utility type, shall we say. So, I think if we can get sort of players back from injury long term, I would like to see Parker in as a sub and Arts back to BFL. Stacky had a good game as well. And I know you said about the VFL before, CB, but Sonzi had a good game. He kicked, he was yeah. applying a lot of forward 50 pressure, kicked a, a good goal. Um, so it's good to see those guys putting their Thanks hands up. Thanks for the first half. Thanks for the first Cumberland had a good game as well. Yep. So it's it's nice to see a few players, yeah, really putting their hands up for it. All right. So we'll get to some key matchups before we look at them quickly. Make sure listeners get your questions ready for question time. But uh, CB, some key matchups. Who are you liking the look of? Um, look, I think uh, Tarrant, I mean, you go through all numbers of on ballers, but. Uh, for me, uh, King is their main big avenue to goal. If we can quell him, that really curbs their scoring power. So um, for me, Tarrant has to take first crack at King and take him out. What about Gibkiss, EJ? If, if Tarrant's going to King, what do we do with Gibkiss? Because the kid can play. He's shown he's worth two games in, very composed. I think he went at 100% efficiency. Um, he did. He did. You can't not like him. He's doing. He's ticking all the boxes. I love him. I love him. He should have been in since round one. I've always said that. CB, stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sort of think your other two sort of tallish sort of players are Membry and Hayes. And Wood. Membry's probably. Yeah, that Wood, the ex North Melbourne guy, Woods. He used to play his one good game. Yeah. Uh, is he yeah. playing? Mason, Mason, Mason Wood. Yeah, okay. Let's worry about a bloke who's got talent. Um, <laughs> so, so he came off the bench. He did all right. But if you look at it the way that St Kilda is set up, Membry and Hayes are the other sort of medium, tall and tall options. I sort of think that Membry's quite big and physical, so I sort of think that maybe Broad, as the more mature type, will go to him. So I sort of think even though Hayes is, is you know, old enough, He's not AFL mature, so I'll probably say Gibkiss uh, can maybe uh, start off on him. Well, do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon Grimes would take Membry and Broad will do the Vlosten role? 
Um, I don't. I think Broad physically is a better match for memory. Yeah, I, th I like it better the other way. I think there'll be a lot of just that rolling change as well. It'll be whoever's in the closest area to him it will take him, I suppose. I reckon once memory starts pushing outside 50, that Broad maybe will go with him or just let him run up and someone can take over. But yeah, it's. They don't look. Yeah, I don't know. Memory's good, but outside of that, Gresham's probably their other forward that probably has burnt us a few times that we've played him, kicked multiple goals on us. Who do you send to Gresham? Is that a, a Jaden Short role? Is it a Rioli, um, Baker? Rioli. I like Rioli. I like Rioli. Just for a speed factor, you can, can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. And, yeah, and, to, can get, and can run off him. Yes, yeah. can hurt him the other way. And to be fair yeah. to Rioli, I know he's had his haters, but he's actually been working really hard on his actual defensive work, um, which has been good to see too. What about the other end of the ground, CB? You're looking at we look at sort of St Kilda's defenders. You have got Joshy Battle, Mackenzie, uh, Sinclair. It kind of feels like they might have a similar issue to what GWS had. If if we get good enough ball entry, I'm not sure they've got the big power down there to sort of contain a bolter and a and a lynch. Agree, agree. Um, jo look, Jay Battle's a very good defender. Quite like him. I like Joshy Battle. Yeah, but I, I think physically. Um, we, we might have it over him a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I quite like our odds of our forwards versus their defence. If, if we get the ball in, I quite like those odds, if I'm honest. And you're right, the comparison of GWS is probably pretty fair, I'd suggest. EJ, do you think we've got an upper hand there in the forward department? Yeah, I do. Um, I think they're a little bit undersized. Uh and my first question was, I looked at the St Kilda back six and I tried to find, I tried to pick who of them can go with Noah Bolter. Yeah. Right? So he's got, athletically, he's got it on them. He can go up the ground, he can come back, he double back. He, like, he went both ways and burnt um, ponytail, uh, hamstrings. What's his name? Phil Davis. Davis. Right. So, so he's burnt Phil Davis. So... He can torch people both ways. If he's pulling them out of position, that just creates also opportunity for others. I don't, I don't see a matchup for Bolter, and there from there, I think the dominoes will fall for uh, for our forward line. The last one I want to look at CB is the ruck. Uh, we've got Marshall, who I think is a really good ruckman in the competition, and if Ryder comes back in, that's going to be another very handy in for the Saints going up against Nank and Soldo. It's going to be a lot different matchup compared to last week against one Ruckman. What do you think our boys have to do to get it over him? Well, I mean, Ryder's very good because Ryder does work back back as well. Like, he's quite a smart footballer. He's a bit slow, but he's um he's quite smart. So they will work back into into the hole as well to block our forwards up. So we have to be um, on that as well. Uh, but I reckon, to be honest, it's, it's a... I wouldn't say we shade him into ruck. I, I think we've, we've we've probably just got it over in the ruck division, if I'm honest. I think they'll like Rowan Marshall's quite a good. He's like a younger version of Nag. He's quite a good ruckman, and yeah, and, and Ryder deserves a little bit of respect. He, he can play okay, but first game back from injury, we'll see how he goes. And midfield wise, EJ Marlon Pickett. Do we need to see more of him in the guts at centre bounces? Given that his grunt work's pretty good, he's a bit of an animal at the contest. Is he someone that we should be rotating in there? 
or is he better starting out in the wing and just playing in stoppages around the ground? Uh, I think your point two is is right. Start um, him on the I wings. Think, yeah, I think we let the kids do the kids. Like, I've had this chat with CB a couple of times about playing Ross on the wing and he's getting torched. He <laughs> plays in the side on the weekend. He plays a pretty good game. Um, Koch has played a good game. Bolton's played a good game. Let's let the inside mids. Graham's there. I think we're okay in there. Um, I think the structure that we have with the two wingers being Pickett and K-Mac will cause more damage than the pinch hit of Pickett in the guts. Yep. No, that's, a, that's a fair enough assessment. Hard to, hard to disagree with that. All right, we'll go over to the listener questions now. So if you've got any questions, send them through. Uh, before we start going through, please make sure you do give the the stream you're watching a like and a share and uh, really help support us. Any subscribers on YouTube is always greatly appreciated as well to help boost us up the rankings. We always love and appreciate everyone's support. So, see, the more you support us, the more of the gun show CB will reveal. I'm not sure if that's going to be a good enticer or not. I think it's a shit dreadlock we can put a tire and victory 29 jumper on. Double cover it. <laughs> Uh, and like I said earlier, we probably won't touch too much more on the uh, Dustin Martin thing. Uh, first one from Nick. Did anyone go to the Oils after the game? That's truly a CB territory. Actually, you'd be surprised. Our man EJW is probably a bigger fan than me. Um, no, I, I've obviously got the China virus. So uh, I missed out on everything the back end of the week. The footy, the whole shebang. I was nowhere. EJ. Did you go to the Oils? No, I didn't uh, because I'm in Country Vic, but I have seen the Oils probably 50 to 60 times. Um, <laughs> you old bastard. Yeah, I am old, but they're one of my favourite players. <laughs> yeah, so no, I didn't go on the weekend, but many, many, many big fan. All right. Now, EJ, what's with Georgie flying at Marks and spoiling Lynch? Needs to learn to stay down. Yes. Oh, good call. I love Georgie, and unlike 37% of the Tiger faithful, I don't want to see him drop from the side. I cannot I cannot fathom that every week. I can't fathom that. He brings so much more good than what he doesn't. Uh, as a former Georgie hater, but, man, just get out of the way. Edwards is kicking for goal this year, though. Hey, kick the clutch goal. Give him that. He backed himself. He's been a lot straighter the last half a season. He's been really good. Shorty was circling around the back for that cheeky handball, wasn't he? And uh, Georgie just backed himself in. I thought he was going to overkick it and just pull it straight out in the full, but uh, it was. It was, it, was a, it was a clutch goal. Uh, CB, what flavour protein powder are you sipping on, CB? No, nah, mate, I've got enough weight issues. I don't need to be, I don't need to be sipping protein, mate. Just good old-fashioned water is good enough for me, mate. Maybe the odd cup of green tea. And a coffee. That's uh, all I do these days. My body's a temple, and EJ will can will back me up on this. Yeah, there's a question earlier, EJ. What uh, what wine are you drinking tonight? Um, yeah, I'm curious. He actually does the boutique. He's a boutique wanker. This guy. He drinks all the. If you watch, you follow him on Twitter. He's always got a picture of some orange blood beer or some shit. Go on. What are you drinking? Um, I'm. <laughs> I've tried my best, apart from a couple of cheeky sips, to keep the uh, stuff off the screen tonight. I have got a, um, a 
Ahitka Chiraz from my former employer, which I have just left. Well, what he's done, guys, he's got a goon bag, he's put it into a can of fancy stuff, and he's drinking like four buck chart fruity legs or something. It's a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, wrap it wrap it up there. So we've got a reminder: the game is on is on Sunday, three twenty p.m. My time zone is back to Melbourne time, so that is actually correct tonight, unlike last week. Uh, versus St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. Dimmer might not be there, but uh, hopefully the players turn up. Even though we don't like playing there, but let's get a big crowd to the game, make lots of noise. It's a, a genuine game that we can win, and hopefully jump into the eight. All things going well for us. Huge opportunity. On paper, we we should be. Right, and if we can put out another performance like we did against GWS, I think all things should look okay for us. But before we go, we'll get our tips, including margins. EJ, go with you first. Uh, Tigers by 37. Tigers by 37, very good. CB? Yeah, Tigers by 30, EJ. We're on similar lines there. Yep. I'll actually tip Richmond this week, unlike my efforts last week, and I'll say the Tigers by 23. Although, if we lose, maybe I'm going to do the reverse Moz going forward and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that just wraps it up. So, thanks so much for coming on, EJ. Much appreciated at uh, very late notice, and thank you to CB for organising EJ to come on. I'm glad that your uh, internet did sort itself out in the motel at the end, because it's a very good contribution from you. Mate, I, just, I just don't want to get hit by a chainsaw in the middle of the night. <laughs> what, is, what is it, Michaels? You and me always good internet, but I tell you what, between Tiggs's eight thousand dollar computer, random dudes in motels, we just can't get that third party to get the internet going. Something's mate, up. mate. If I need to get subbed in later in the year and I'm at home, I will lap you with my internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Scott Morrison finally got four G out there, did he? <laughs> if, if I well, own it. If any internet companies want to jump on board as a sponsor, we we are open to talks. <laughs> uh, good to see a few tiger tips sitting through margin throughs. Percentage booster tigers by twenty four. Very good, and we'll finish on this note. It's a very good call, Nick. The Teague movements are starting to show, and I think the the more we get into the year, hopefully the better our forward ball movement will look. And we started to see that on against the Giants, and hopefully we see it more against the Saints this weekend. So. Thank you again, gents. Much appreciated. And hopefully we can be back on Monday with another win, another win under our belt. Absolutely. Let's go, Tigers. Let's go, Tigers. Okay.